and we play in Someone Still Loves You, Boris Yeltsin. And you're listening to KCOU Columbia. 88.1. I still hear your voice when you sleep next to me. I still feel your touch in my dreams. Good morning, Columbia. Uh, how is everybody this morning? Nick, how are you? I'm doing good. A little tired, but can't complain. Can't complain nonetheless. I mean, we can complain a little bit about the weather. Yeah. It's a nice wintry mix we got going on here in Columbia this morning. We can't really tell if it's snow or if it's rain, but, you know, I'd, it's I'd happening, ref- and that's what the problem is. <laughs> I'd refer to it as sleet, but have a lot of content here today all the nba playoffs we are going to preview all of the matchups going to recap what happened last monday with the national championship along with give master updates and maybe a little predictions we'll see where the conversation goes with the masters and potentially or, and premier league along with potentially mlb talk as well and just before we get into it, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to my mom. It's her birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, mom. All right, let's jump into it. Where would you like to start? Yesterday, the Brooklyn Nets going to Philadelphia and beating the 76ers as the sixth seed. Deloading. He did not play very well, but his supporting cast stepped up well, and they won. Ben Simmons being a highlight of the whole thing, having... A phenomenal nine points as well. Yeah, (laughs) about that. (laughs) Yeah, Ben Simmons having yet another playoff performance that is forgettable, along with last year's playoff performance against the Boston Celtics in which they only won a game out of the series. Got utterly destroyed in that one as well. Nevertheless, had a minus 21 plus minus. Good for him. Which, That's definitely what you're looking for from your point guard that is if, starting. If you don't know what that means, it means when Ben Simmons was on the floor throughout the entire game, they got outscored by 21 points. Not a good showing for him. Deloading, struggling, shooting from the field. But nevertheless, they won by nine. It it leaves it at... It leaves the Philly in a rough spate. There are lots of questions being asked in Philly right now. Joel Embiid as well did not look 100%. Could not buy a basket if it wasn't coming from the free throw line. Got a lot of got a lot of fouls called in his favor last night. But Jimmy Butler shined 26 in the first half I believe correct? 23 in the first half. 23. 13 in the second half for a combined 36 points shooting 50%. From the field, 13 for 15, shooting easily the highlight of the Philadelphia 76ers. Incredible performance by him as well, but it was not enough to get it done. Brooklyn came out, looked more aggressive. They looked like they were more determined, and that that showed that showed greatly with the final score. They, they are not even close to being as talented. They're just a mediocre 500-ball club, 42 and 40, 
Philly has way more talent. Tobias, Jimmy, Ben Simmons, even J.J. Redick would be a pretty solid starter for the Nets this year. And the cap, and I can't really argue with that. And to yeah. cap that off, a superstar talent in Joel Embiid. I mean, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, Joel Embiid is playing in the body of a 50-year-old. He seems to always have some kind of injury, Nick. This recently, it's been his knee, I believe, is what it has been that's been bothering him. He's played like nine games over the past two months. That's an issue. Yes, he is a superstar. Absolutely. You can't have your superstar be not at 100% for the playoffs. It's not going to make, it's not going to be good for you. But they should still be able to get through the Nets, which I believe they, they should will. be. They, I mean, and it's only game one. We can't say the series is over yet. And the Nets haven't won this series by any means. It's it's a little rough when you when you lose a game at home. Nevertheless, I do see the 76ers pulling away, probably winning the series in six. If it goes seven, that is not. That's not. That's not hopeful, especially if Joel has to, you know, continue to play, which he probably will, at the rate that they're playing at. Well, we will see what happens. Ben Simmons needs to find a way to score score just more in general. I don't know if he needs to be more aggressive or what he needs to do, but he needs to find a way to score more than nine points. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> your weak link, especially in your starting line. Actually, J.J. did not have a good game yesterday Yeah, either. they shot terribly from three. I don't know exactly what the percentage was, but they shot, they shot pretty poorly from three all game. And I know we watched this game, and we were talking about how we wanted it to be an exciting one. And it wasn't that it was a bad game. It was that Brooklyn held the better seed Philly at arm's length almost the entire game. We looked up, and it was close at the beginning, and uh, Joel Embiid was shooting all those free throws, and Philly was uh, leading by a little bit and was going maybe back and forth as they traded baskets, changing leads, and then all of a sudden Brooklyn was up six, and they really never looked back, holding the Philadelphia between like six and 16 points for the majority of the game. Three for 25 shooting from three. That is 12%. Brooklyn, on the other hand... It's like my three-point percentage. Brooklyn, on the other hand, 11 for 26. So, more or less shooting the same amount of shots, but... Making almost half of them instead of making 12%. Yeah, that is clearly the difference as you look at the team stats in this one. Philly will shoot the ball better and be able to win this series. Like I said, Brooklyn is a very mediocre ball club. They... They're in the East, forty-two and forty. It's just, I mean, that's just okay. You win, you win half your games. You lose half your games. There's nothing. And apparently, you make the playoffs if you're in the East. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to another team that basically went five hundred this year. The Orlando Magic defeated the Toronto Raptors. D J Augustine. Kyle Lowry being the highlight of this game, going no. zero for set. D J Augustine was the highlight of this game. Kyle Lowry was what was wrong with the Raptors. I'm not giving a person that scored zero points the highlight of the game. Well, I mean, it's I mean it's highlighted. I mean, you look at the box score, you see a former All-Star and their arguably second best player not even I'm scoring. I'm sorry, I'm, I I can't I can't give I can't give the most important thing to happen from this game to someone who scored zero points. I mean, it was what was talked about most. I think nobody cares about DJ Augustine dropping 20. This is the NBA. It's 25. I don't care. In a playoff game, all of the Magic starters much. were in double digits. 
25 still isn't that much. I, it's I get, important. I agree it's important, but it's also important for the Raptors and the better team who's going to win this series regardless. I don't care what the Magic do. You're not going to be able to stop Kawhi. And the storyline, instead of Kyle Lowry scoring zero, should be the Raptors 2-14 and 14 in opening games of the postseason. I think it's 1-10. I think that's what it is. I think it's one and ten. Pretty sure it's two and fourteen. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. All right, I will be doing a search. Okay, go ahead. I'll I'll talk about this for a second. Kyle Lowry, all-star point guard, incredible talent, has not been able to show up in the playoffs at all. I've been saying this all year. I have not considered the Raptors a serious playoff contender due to the fact that Kyle Lowry is is a liability in the playoffs. The kid can't score. He'll score in the postseason or in the in the regular season, no problem. But when it comes to postseason, he shrivels up. All right, I found it. After losing to the Orlando Magic on Saturday, the Toronto Raptors are now two and fourteen in Game Ones of the playoffs at all time. In the first game of in the first round, like just the first game of a playoff, it says are now two and fourteen all time in Game One of the playoffs. Okay, I think I think the stat I was maybe looking at was was one in nine. I think it was one in nine going into the game. And it was like first game of the playoffs, like at all. Oh, so yeah, maybe it was, maybe this one is just a series in general. Yeah, that's what I think. Oh well, it's okay. Do you have any? Do you think Toronto takes this series though? Yes. How many games? You have five or six? I don't know, six probably. I think I'll, Orlando will at least win one at home. I'll take five. I'll take five. I don't know if the Magic can beat them again. I mean, it was they needed a lot to go. Say I'll, they, they I'll give the magic one at home. Other than that, yeah, yeah, I can see five. I can see six. I can't see seven. Oh, I definitely could not see seven. But moving forward, we have the Clippers and the Warriors. They matched up yesterday. The Warriors, the only favored team to win. I mean, yeah, everybody expected this one. That's about it. The Warriors, <laughs> Warriors in a sweep. We don't really need to discuss more. The Clippers. Besides the fact that okay, so a little bit of storyline here. Um. You can get seven technicals in the playoffs before getting a suspension. And I um, believe Kevin Durant is basically Steve Kerr says Kevin Durant needs to just keep watching out for the rest of the series as he's matched up with Pat Bev. And he got double teed last night and ejected. That is an interesting person to guard Kevin Durant. Well, he's obviously in his head. Well, they've had... I mean, I've seen I've seen Chris Paul go up against Kevin Durant and, do pretty well. And well, no, it's more for the fact that everybody knows what kind of defender and what kind of player Pat Bev is. He's not a dirty player, but he's a player that gets under people's skin, gets them irritated, and gets them teed up. And the Clippers, definitely in this situation, will take Pat Bev's double technical if it means KD also gets double teed up and ejected. It is a good trade for the Clippers. To have him go at KD and get KD irritated, even if they both get ejected, because the Clippers win that if they both get ejected. Not win the series, but win that specific battle of the series. Of course, but I don't see... I I still don't see a... They're not going to be able to win this series. I mean, the Clippers, amazing story this year, especially in L.A., because everyone was pointing toward LeBron and Lonzo and all those guys, and they were the ones able to make the playoffs out out of the two L.A. teams. With that being said, Pat Bev on Kevin Durant, not going to be able to hold him. No, no, they won't be able to win the series, but let's say Kevin Durant gets irritated a lot and gets five T's in this series, which would be a lot. Yeah. But still, 
That's only two more for the rest of the playoffs without being forced to miss a game in a bigger series. I agree. It's a it's a major storyline, but we just got to see how many techs. I mean, he still needs five more. That's a lot. I would agree, but, I mean, it's possible with Pat Bev on him, maybe not in this series, but if they get that count up, KD does get teed up, I'd say, more than the average player. Yeah, especially since going to oh, or Golden State. Excuse he's me. Not as, I mean, he's, he's not a technical magnet, as you would say, for someone like Boogie Cousins or something like that, getting teed up all of the time, or like Russ this year, basically getting teed up every other game. But it's still something to watch for. Of course. Of course. I think it's something to watch for, especially when he could, like you said, he could miss a bigger bigger series they probably have the rockets coming up or utah either those are pretty good teams but yeah i mean of course it's a it's a headline there it's something to look out for as the playoffs continue and as pat bev keeps guarding him we are you ready warriors in four i'm pretty sure that's a consensus i feel fine with that prediction yep okay spurs against the nuggets the spurs took game one took game one denver in mile high they call that what do they call that one? Is that the Pepsi Center? I believe so. In the Pepsi Center, the Spurs traveled in with DeMar DeRozan. The he had like 18 points, he double doubled. Yeah, pretty pretty solid game. I figured he'd play a lot better with Greg Popovich as his coach compared to Dwayne Casey. Little Masters update for you right here. Let me interrupt. Tiger on 3 here has just birdied in the red, moving to minus 12. One behind Molinari. Both of them now through three. All right. Thank you, Ethan. Too bad he probably won't win. Nevertheless. All right. All right. Calm down. Nevertheless, the Spurs could potentially take this series, I believe. They're coached better. When the when when San Antonio, when they have these smaller seeds, they, they're coached so well, and they have the players that work together pretty well i mean they've always they've always been able to move the ball around had guys who can knock down open shots and always had one over above average player and for them that'll that'll be able to push this series probably to six the nuggets are inexperienced and that dunk that dunk in that game Millsap. yeah Millsap got absolutely it. ended i agree but We'll see. I probably have the Nuggets winning this series in seven. We will see what happens. I believe the Spurs can they can win this. They can win this. And series. just a quick congratulations to Greg Popovich, who moves up to number one in combined wins in regular season and postseason last night with his one thousand four hundred thirteenth win as a coach, passing Lenny Wilkins last night. Congrats to him. He's one he's probably the greatest all time great. Absolutely. Probably the greatest to ever do it, so Especially in the NBA, yeah. Okay, any any other predictions out of you for the Nuggets series? I got, I've like I said, I've got the Nuggets winning in seven. I, I I would agree that the Nuggets should definitely win this series, and you could probably see it in seven. But I think, I think it's definitely possible that the Spurs come out of this. I agree. That's what I, I think I said. you absolutely can't count them out. Yeah, I agree. and I know you have it going to seven. But I'm just saying, I mean, it's something to watch for here is this series because this is this is one of the ones that could potentially have the lower seed moving on. Okay. And we're going to take a short break. Coming back, we're going to preview the Indiana Pacers in the Boston Celtics series. Baseball is what gets inside you. It's what lights you up. You can't deny that. 
From college to MLB, join me, Taylor Renee. And me, Emma Hayes. As we discuss all things baseball on KCOE Sports' first and exclusively female talk show, A League of Their Own. Tune in every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia or online at kcou.fm. There's no crying in baseball! I'm jumping in with my clothes on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Missouri Tigers football and men's and women's basketball on KCOU 88.1 FM and KCOU Sports is brought to you by El Rancho. Located at 1014 East Broadway, El Rancho provides themselves in serving up fresh and authentic Mexican food. To look at their menu and learn more, go to www.columbiamomexicanfood.com. Thank you, El Rancho, for supporting KCOU 88.1 FM, the student voice of the Missouri Tigers. Welcome back here in the studio, uh, Studio A here, on a cold and wet Sunday morning in Columbia. We were just continuing recapping what's going on so far in the NBA playoffs. For all four of those games that started yesterday, now all now the rest four series that we are going to discuss start today. The Boston Celtics go, wait, no. The Indiana Pacers travel to uh, TD Garden Correct. to play... Boston Celtics. I see Boston handling this series pretty easily. Probably four, in four or five. I was going to say six, just with the Marcus Smart. A little injury going on there. I mean, yes, Boston's the better team. Yes, they should win. But, I mean, we've seen them slide a little bit throughout this season. And Indiana is, I mean, missing definitely Victor Oladipo. But they, uh, I, I think they might put up a little bit of a fight here. I, I personally, I don't see it. I mean, the playoffs, it's all about having the personnel in Boston when you match up their team against anyone depth wise they have the best one of the best personnel obviously you can't beat the Warriors on paper but they're they're pretty close with the depth they have they can almost go 10 deep I mean you won't be able to go 10 deep without Marcus Smart but you could still go nine deep which is pretty beneficial in my opinion especially when it comes to the playoffs and how long how much of a grind it is I have Boston in four or five we'll go four we'll be bold and say four I'm I don't taking- see the Pacers Winning a game. Taking the season six. Okay. Moving forward, Damian Lillard and Russell Westbrook match up. As this o- is a fun one. As Oklahoma City travels to Portland to play. Didn't Portland get swept last year in the first round? Isn't that what happened with uh, they got AD and the Pelicans? Yeah, they got swept by the Pelicans because they did not have an answer. They for can't it. match up. Yep. They just didn't have an answer for AD. And Drew Holiday played exceptionally well. With that being said, I see Portland winning this series in hmm, six. I'll give it six. I don't. I still don't know if Russ will be able. I don't think Russ can guard Dame truthfully, and Russ can't shoot, so it's pretty easy to guard. I'm going the other way. I'm taking the blue. I'm taking the thunder. Why? Because. Because. What do you mean? We have because to, well, one, one. I like the thunder. I think that they're very talented. I think that we can definitely look for Russ to put up triple-double, as usual. 
I think that Paul win. George will step up big, and I think this team, I think this team matches up decently well with this uh, Portland team, especially with Yusef Nurkic being injured. Oh, if Nurkic was in, they'd win this series. Absolutely. Five. I don't know if OKC would win a game if they had Nurkic playing. But truthfully, it's he's not. He's out. Yeah, that's so, why I have it going six. <laughs> so I think this gives Oklahoma City a much better chance because I think they really can. Because if you can, I mean, you aren't going to be able to stop Dame and CJ, obviously, because of how good they are. But if you can slow them down, which I think it is possible for them to do with Russ and Paul George, then they have given themselves a chance because if you look down the bench, both benches are not that great. Yeah, so I benches agree are going to have to step up big, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like the Thunder might be able to pull it all together here. I can see that. I think Portland would be able to take this series if they if they had Nurkic, but sadly they do not. Granted, they've played pretty well without him. They still were able to keep a high seed. Absolutely, but I don't know. Giving it seven. I've got Portland winning that one. You got them in seven. Sure, give it seven. Okay, Thunder in seven. Now you have Detroit and Milwaukee. This one's over. Yeah, that's about <laughs> over. Detroit having the tandem of Andre uh, Drummond and Blake Griffin down the, low. The league just doesn't play this kind of basketball anymore. If it was, what, 10, 10 15 10 years, years ago, ago, they'd be pretty solid. They'd be a great Because duo. that's just how it works. But with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, they're both absolutely elite big men and great at what they do. But it's not enough. It's just not enough. You just can't win. You can't win with two exceptional postmen in this league anymore. Well, you need. Well, you. I mean, you just need. You need more guard. help. Yeah. I mean, they don't really have anyone else that can help them. I mean, Reggie Jackson, but Reggie Jackson is, is Reggie Jackson. He's not. He's not going to be exceptionally well. He's not going to be a all star point guard or all star shooting guard. He's not going to. He's just not going to be an all star guard. It's not. It's not in his DNA, I guess, if you want to say that. It's just not going to happen. The, the guards in the NBA are too good. I've got Milwaukee winning this series in four. Giannis, Eric Bledsoe, Agree. Chris, Chris Middleton, all those guys, they, say, they're just you not You don't have to keep to listing it. Miritich should be back. Done. Done. Yeah, should be, should be a pretty easy series for Put Milwaukee. Put him in the coffin. That's it. Good night, Detroit. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Okay, and then we have a very exciting series as well to, to end it off. Houston and Utah with Donovan Mitchell matching up against James Harden. MVP. Is, oh, okay, sure. Change your pick from last week. That's fine. Um, what, you got anything to say over there? You're just going to look at me. Just looking. Uh -huh. So is this finally the Rockets year, yay or nay? I said that they were going to win the finals this I mean, year. You said Virginia was going to win the Natty, so, I mean, we'll, if, if we'll the trend continues. I see Houston being able to match up well Wait, did with you put the, Utah. Did you put the Houston pick on Twitter? No. Oof. I did not put it on Twitter. I, the, the, I mean, that's not as big of a deal to me, regardless. I see Houston taking this series in, mm, let's say, five. I'm going to say five for this one. Utah, inexperienced, Rudy Gobert. It He's a question mark with how his game translates to the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell, exceptional playoff player, as you saw last year's rookie year, falling off a little bit along with Jason Tatum this year. 
this regular season, nonetheless. We'll see what happens. Ricky Rubio and the likes of him in Utah. Grayson, Grayson Allen. And Grayson <laughs> Allen as well. A lot of question marks there. We'll see how they we'll see how they play. But I, when I when I look at Houston, I see Eric Gordon, Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint, Clint Capella. I see guys who I know can play. PJ I mean, Tucker. And then you've got oh, who comes off the bench? It's Austin Rivers. No, not Austin Rivers. It's a uh, Gerald Green. Yeah. All those guys can play. Oh, does, they, don't they have Nene as well? That's a question mark. I don't know. I'm pretty sure, though. I'm pretty sure. Nevertheless, they can run eight guys this year a lot better than the seven-man rotation they had last season because when a guy gets hurt in your seven-man rotation and you have to go to six and use one of your bad bench players like Ryan Anderson to play, it becomes a problem, as you saw once Chris Paul got hurt for game six and seven against the Warriors. They would have won that series and then would have destroyed the crappy Cleveland Cavaliers team that came out of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. It's just the way it works, especially in basketball nowadays. It's... I mean, literally, it's they a were a little lopsided. I'd say they were one. They were one game away from winning a title last year, and the, not even necessarily to, one game. They were they were one, one hamstring. Yeah, yeah, one injury. <laughs> it's whatever. It's fine. Let's see, I mean, what, so what do you think for games? In I said series? five. I said five. I would for agree Houston. with that. I would agree with that. And give, then they have the matchup with the Warriors. Give Utah next. one at home. And hopefully their fans don't say anything racially motivated this time. Okay. Okay. To end off this little segment before we go to break, Virginia. Be- All right. Beating Texas Tech. And that's the end of the segment. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Incredible game. Going to overtime. First game to go to overtime since the Derrick Rose Memphis Tigers and against the Kansas Jayhawks. Pretty... Pretty. Imp- I mean, what did you think of the game? Did you enjoy the game? It was what we expected, I'd say. You think so? The shooting was good, but not tremendous. I mean, they put up the pace. Eight, the pace five points. Well, they played an extra five minutes. The pace of play was what we expected. I think Virginia pretty much dictated the pace of play in this game, with the way they usually slow down the game, and yeah. I mean, they they both almost put up 70 in regulation. I don't know if I expected that, personally, at least. I mean, pretty incredible game. <sighs> it was it was pretty nerve-wracking for me, at least, given that, you know, I picked... What? I'm watching uh, Man City and Crystal Palace in the studio here and a phenomenal team goal from Manchester City, putting them two ahead at Crystal Palace with Liverpool coming up later against Chelsea. Scared me. I thought you were dying over there. I, I am like, not. So you, <laughs> you had to go to the bathroom. No, I'm all right. But <laughs> I don't know. Kyle Guy, arguably the greatest basketball player to ever touch the sport, 24 points. On 8 for 15 shooting nonetheless. And DeAndre Hunter as well had an exceptional night, hit that three from the corner with less than a minute to tie it on Ty Jerome's uh, drive and kick. 27 points for him, Ty Jerome, 16 points. Not the best shooting night for him. Nevertheless, he got it done. He played exceptionally well, eight assists, six rebounds along with those 16 points. They played better than Texas Tech, I thought. They kept him at arm's length for the most, and once Texas Tech made their run, they were able to hold it off. Great game from them. 
Hats off. Best uh, turnaround story in college basketball history. Losing, having the most embarrassing loss in college basketball history in the tournament. I don't think I'll get an argument out of you with that. No. They were the first, 16, first team to lose to a 16 seed in all of college basketball history. But I think at the same time, the in the landscape of college basketball, at least until another one seed loses to a 16 seed, the loss to the 16 seed will be remembered more than the championship. And you can say that until they make a 30 for 30 on both seasons. Don't make a 30 for 30 on the whole thing. But I still think until another number one seed loses to a 16 seed, that loss outshines this title. I wouldn't. I it's mean, just my personal opinion. Yeah, I get that. But when you say outshine, I, I I understand the remembrance thing, but I don't think it outshines because when you're a national more champion, important not to Virginia obviously, but to the landscape of college basketball and this tournament. But I mean, I mean, the emphasis you're putting on it though, it is a little you know disrespectful because they had an exceptional run this year. They won a yeah, national championship. They did. They did. And I know if Duke won the national championship, you'd be over there. Duke didn't lose to a 16 seed. Duke did lose to UCF, though. Should have. Correct? I think I'm correct in saying that. No. What do you mean, no? That guy finishes that. Do you really want to go back to this? No, we don't have yeah. to. I'm just saying, but they should have lost to UCF, and you can make an argument they should have lost to Tech, and they lost to Michigan State. So they Okay, sh- and Virginia did lose in the Final Four to Auburn. No. The time hit zero, and they were down. End of story. There's a foul. Going to break. Actually, Tiger foul. Tiger bogeyed four and went back to minus 11, two off the lead. Um, all right. No surprise there. Ready to we go will, to break? Yeah. We will be back momentarily. Stay stay here, please. Tune in to High and Tight with me and my co-host, Logan Perone, as we catch you up on the latest signings, trades, news, scores, and highlights from around America's pastime. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. on the 88.1 FM stream and our website, KCU.FM on the Blue Box. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Whether it be t-shirts for your charity event or jerseys for your intramural team, one-to-one print shop can handle your custom apparel needs. If you need inspiration crafting a design, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at one-to-one print shop to check out some of their latest work. You can also visit their website at one-to-oneprintshop.com. That's O-N-E-T-O-O-N-E printshop.com. Soldier Boy, tell me. Hey, I got the new damn for y'all called a Soldier Boy. Just got a punch, then crack back three times from left to right. All right, we're back here in the studio. Uh, what do we got next? Um, One update I wanted to give was the NFL wide receiver. The one, the one-handed catch or, excuse me, the one-hand wonder, as I like to call him. The chief killer. Yeah. Chris Hogan, <laughs> if you recall, he had the one-hand catch against them to continue the drive, their and their last regular, their rag, last uh, fourth quarter drive to put them ahead. And then 
Patty had to drive down to hit the field goal to put it to overtime. If he does not make that catch, they probably end up winning. Nevertheless, he made the catch. But now he plays for the Titans. No. Or the Panthers. God, I always I keep mixing those two teams up. Plays for the Panthers, one-year deal. All right. Let's see what Cam can do with them. Probably nothing. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm assuming as well. But, you know, uh, you never know. <laughs> but moving forward to uh, your soccer segment. Oh, boy, it's that time already. Yeah, go ahead. And we'll, we would talk about MLB and then the Masters as well. All right. So, uh, I mean, just recapping the Premier League title race right now, you're looking at Man City up 2 nothing on Crystal Palace, as I already said, after two goals from Raheem Sterling, including the last one coming on a beautiful assist from Leroy Sané, the first one coming off a great pass from Kevin De Bruyne, putting them 2 nothing up, barring what happens with Liverpool and Chelsea coming up right after Man City and Crystal Palace on NBC Sports Network. Uh, Man City will sit in the title spot for at least an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, if Liverpool can win, they'll obviously jump over the top as this is Liverpool's last really big game of this year. This is the last time you're looking at the possibility of Liverpool really having an opponent that could cause them to stumble and hand this one to Man City. Okay. Not going to get much of a rouse out of me with that comment. I don't really know. <laughs> next on, next in the Champions League, uh, Tottenham did beat Man City 1-0 in their new stadium this year, which or uh, last week, which will, uh, which will make it interesting for Manchester City. Obviously, they're my team. I root for them. Uh, they got this week on Wednesday, they have a game against Tottenham again. This Is time, that the second leg? At, yes, it's at the Etihad Stadium. And... Uh, Man City just needs to needs to get past them here. There's no there's no argument there. They have to they're gonna have to win. I mean, and they can't let Tottenham score because if they let Tottenham score, they're gonna have to score three times. Yes, because of the away goals. And uh, and yeah, and then they play again next weekend in the Premier League, which will be another tough game for Man City. Uh, Liverpool should coast past Porto two nothing at Anfield. They move to uh, they move to the Portuguese countryside here in this next week to finish that one, which I see Liverpool taking relatively easily. Ronaldo. Ronaldo FC. <laughs> Juventus. <laughs> um, uh, did draw in Amsterdam with Ajax. The young men of Ajax playing... I mean, when you look at Ajax, it's pretty evident that this is a team that is here just for this year because they have phenomenal young talent and when you're a team like Ajax and you have phenomenal young talent do you know what happens no everyone comes in and buys it oh so you're looking at their two best players already have transfers out this this summer you're looking at Frankie de Jong is uh already going to Barcelona at the end of this year it's already done pretty much and you're looking at Matthias de Ligt the central defender, one of the best young defenders in the world, either transferring out, I believe, it is to Barcelona or Bayern. So you're looking at, this is it, if they want to make something happen, which, I mean, I don't think they will make something happen, but if, like, in terms of winning the whole thing, I don't think they'll make something happen. But if they want to prove their point and make their lasting impact on this Champions League this year, they should beat Ronaldo 
in Turin. So that's what I'm, I mean, that's my upset, I guess, I'm looking for in the Champions League here because it's possible. And then you see Barca and Man U with that nasty hand from uh, from Marcus Rojo to uh, Lionel Messi's eye. Yeah, that was disgusting. Causing a tremendous amount of blood and a broken, uh, I believe it's called the septum in your middle, in the middle of your nose, just the cartilage piece in the middle of your nose. It broke that, caused that to bleed and cut above his eye. But Barca was still able to pull away with the one nothing win, taking it back to Catalonia. And I think that uh, that'll be too much for Man United in Catalonia in front of the, what, hundred-something thousand Barcelona fans that'll be there yelling at him. Okay. Well... Okay. I, I don't know what to say. I was going to say, I rattle that off pretty quickly because I know you don't have much to add. <laughs> yeah, it's a little rough on this side of the on this side of the spectrum. On the desk. Yeah, <laughs> this side of the room. But how is, uh, how are the Cubs looking? Did they end up winning against the Angels yesterday? They did lose yesterday. Quite a controversial end of the game with two on and two out and a full count. The third base umpire, Kyle Schwarber's at the plate. He checks his swing. I thought it was definitely a check. And the third base umpire says he went around and calls him out on strikes, ending the game, prompting Kyle Schwarber to run down the third base line after the umpire. I did see that. That was, <clears throat> he was very upset about that. But rightfully so. You play a game for, you know, three hours. You're you're bound to be upset and about in a call that, that situation. You think. Yeah, it's because it's what they tough. had a guy on second and third. I believe it was second and third with two outs. And in that situation, I mean, it's really it's really a walk. There could make it really difficult. Of course. What about what about my Yankees, Eth? What about uh? Why are they? Who's all hurt? Every everyone. Gary Sanchez. Everyone is hurt. I believe so. Yes, he's on the IL. Um. Is Judge hurt? I don't think so. I think Judge is currently in. What about Stanton? He's on the IL. Um, let me pull up their active roster here. And, of course, this is not my Yankees. Of course, I don't care about the Yankees. Don't really don't really have. I mean, my team's the Royals, but they're, they're the worst team in the American League right now and not much to cheer for in there. Are you sure they're the worst team in the American Actually, League? Actually, they might not be anymore. I, say, I don't think so. Because they uh, beat the Tigers back-to-back nights. So uh, maybe not anymore. Ooh, yeah, they are. Are they Wait. the worst still? Yeah. Because Take. Toronto's 5-10, and 10, Kansas City's 4-10, and 10, White Sox are 4-9. and nine. Okay. So winning but percentage. They're thing. not the worst team in baseball because Colorado and Miami are both worse. So congratulations. Thank you, Ethan. Um, Appreciate it. So going back to the Yankees... I'm trying to figure out exactly who is injured and how long they're out for. Um, Miguel Andujar is out until possibly May with a uh, labrum tear in his right shoulder. Dylan Batances, a pitcher. Jacoby Ellsbury, the center fielder. Didi Gregorius, the shortstop. Aaron Hicks, the center fielder. Jordan Montgomery, the pitcher. Ben Heller, the pitcher. Gary Sanchez, the catcher. Luis Severino, the pitcher. Giancarlo Stanton, the right fielder. And Troy Tulowitzki. Your big ones that you're looking for are Jordan Montgomery's out on the 60-day DL. Ben Heller's out on the 60-day DL. And D.D. Gregorius is also out on the 60-day DL. Everyone else is 10 days, but we know how baseball works, and we know that a 10-day DL just means that it's not a 60-day DL. It does not mean it does not mean 10 days, necessarily. It means less than 60. Yeah. 
But Ethan, it's pronounced I L now. It's an it's an I L. I hate that. <laughs> but what's Gary Sanchez out with? Gary Sanchez is a left calf strain. Should okay. return uh, possibly late April is what it says here in MLB.com. He was placed on the injured list April 12th, ret- retroactive to a- April 11th. Yeah, he should be fine then. Mm, what about uh, how are the Dodgers doing? The Dodgers still doing well? The I'm Dodgers assuming. are still doing well. I believe they are the best team in the National League at the moment. And they are 11-5, and five, which does make them the best team in the National League. And the, I don't know, by win percentage, the third best team in baseball with Seattle at 13-4 and four ahead of them and Tampa Bay at 11-4 and four ahead of them. Back-to-back World Series appearances and still being able to compete. That's Two pretty impressive. L's. Hold on, ETH. Relax. It's still you're playing a lot of games. That's and they I'm lost saying. in the NLCS to the Cubs when the Cubs won it in 16. So they've been, yeah, they've been playing a lot of baseball. I don't know how many of those pieces are still there. What do you mean how many of those pieces are still there? I personally, I just don't know. Kershaw is still there. Bellinger's still there. Oh. They got rid of Yasiel. Yeah, I knew that. But, uh, I mean, a lot of pieces are still there. I mean, I figured. But I Bellinger's no. home run last night. Oh, boy. <laughs> Cody Bellinger, he's one of the he, – he's a stud. When it comes to athletic ability, arm strength, speed, everything, and even, like, power – He's well. I mean, he's probably one of the best. Where I mean, I don't know where would you rank him, where if with like amongst everyone, when well, it comes to a complete game. Right now, I believe he has the most home runs by a Dodgers player through the first like sixteen games. So I mean, <laughs> that kind of speaks for itself with knowing how long the Dodgers have been around, going all the way back to Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say he definitely is one of the best, and I'd say he definitely is one of the most fun to watch. That throw we had, what what game was that that went 18? In the World Series? Yeah. Was that game five or game four? I don't know how fa- I don't know how long that series went. It wasn't one of the closeout games. I th- it had to be three or four, I think. Regardless. They didn't have home field. Yeah, the, that big game, he made an incredible throw in that game as well to save the save the game. Grant, they, lo- they, they lost that game anyways, didn't they? No, I think Max Muncy walked it off with a home run. And they still lost that series? Yes. I figured, when I, just off of, like, you know, personal, like, per, my perspective, if I was to lose a baseball game that went 18 innings, that, like, just the gas tank would just, like, dip and, like, motivation. I get it's a World Series, though. Regardless, like, you know, you lose that game, it's, I mean, you played that baseball game for seven hours or however long it was. So that's a long time to be playing something and just lose, and then next thing you know, you're you're down in the series or whatever the case may be for, for the Red Sox, and they still come back and win. Speaking of the Red Sox, little World Series hangover. They're at five and ten now on this season, and they're actually behind the Baltimore Orioles, who lost like a hundred something games last year. What's wrong with them? Do you think? What do you think their problem is? I I honestly do think it's the World Series hangover. It happens. Yeah, it happened to the Royals. Granted, there's were more the, injuries. It happened to the Cubs too. They went, they slid. I mean, they made the playoffs and everything still, but they slid at the beginning of the year, and it took a little bit at the end of the end of the year to right the ship. If you're a Red Sox fan, obviously, don't panic. No, you're you definitely be fine. panic. No, you gotta panic. No, panicking no, you is don't. always no. the no. right thing to do. No, stop it. 
I'm Panicking sorry. is not the right thing to do 15 games into a 162-game season. No, you have to panic. That's a tenth of the season. Yes, and you have nine-tenths left to right the ship. Calm down over there. No, never. Can you name a playoff team? Or a, yes, a, would no, you like me on. to name a playoff team? No, no. <laughs> hold on. Would you like to name a team that did that bad to start the year and win the World Series? You can't, ETH. It's not possible. It's never happened, ever. Just kidding. It's probably happened. Baseball's been around a long time. There, yeah. Correct yourself and (laughs) put out the fire that's coming out of the top of your head right now. Nevertheless, Boston, it's over. The curse of the Bambino is still alive. I mean, obviously not after they broke it, like, what, three times? The 04, uh, the, like 2013, and then yep. 2018. So three so. times. <laughs> okay. Nevertheless, it's over. It's done. I've decided to relive it. We're going to revive it a little bit. We're going to revive done. the Curse of the Bambino. It's done. It's over. It's already. It's already been. Uh, it's already been cemented. But Brad Keller, potential AL Cy Young. Uh, contender is that a? Is that, did they even talk about that yet? Probably no, not. Definitely not time. Also, Crystal Palace brought one back. <sighs> Manchester City two. Crystal Palace one. Eighty one minutes played. No, I'm upset. Now I'm just spewing at this point. Oakland A's aren't they playing pretty well despite going zero and two to start the year? The A's are now ten and eight and three and a half games behind Seattle, which nobody saw coming. Nobody saw Seattle at thirteen and four. Did they got Felix? Yes, they have Felix, who's, what, 75 years old now? Doesn't matter. He still throws heat, as far as I can remember. Yeah. Which is like, I mean, it was like five, six years ago. Say. <laughs> but Felix Hernandez, he's a beast. He kind of reminds me of, he's like, I don't know, you're probably not going to agree with this, but he's like the Shaq of MLB. No. no. <laughs> what do you mean, no? What do you think the Shaq is of the MLB? Don't say David Ortiz, because then that's just rude. Why is that rude? Because he's just kind of big. You're just going to say everyone who's big is Shaq. That's just mean. You want me to pick a small guy that's Shaq? I mean, if Jose Altuve wants to be Shaq, you should probably let him be That's what Shaq. I was going to say. <laughs> he's homered in five straight games now. Wait, Jose Altuve is your Shaq? Sure. Why he's not, not big enough to be Shaq. All right. Ethan. Yeah, but I can't pick someone who's big <laughs> to be Shaq. Ooh. Any other surprises out of the MLB this season? Um, looking at it. Besides the Red Sox, of course. The Red Sox are probably a little bit of a surprise. I'd say the, the Cubs being in last surprised me, but still not worried. Not panicking. You should start Stop to pointing at me. You should start Stop to it. panic. Also, the Colorado Rockies at 3-12. and 12. What is that? Oh, is that a... No, that's not... I always get them the playoffs confused. Last year. I always get them confused with uh, Yelich. Yelich plays for Milwaukee. Milwaukee. How's Milwaukee doing? Milwaukee's doing just fine, unfortunately. They're pretty good. Stop it. They're probably going to win. No, they're not. Definitely not. I mean, Yelich, I mean, that's NL MVP. No. Baez is NL MVP. How? It's not an argument worth having right now because it was last season and we know who won. Whoa. Is this like UMBC all over again? This is going to be like that. Javier Baez is going to win it. You love UMBC. Um, what's their what's their mascot? The, the it was in the Golden Retrievers, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't oh know. well, that shows how much they've been relevant since beating Virginia. No, that was only a year ago. Let's look it up. UMBC Athletics. 
Okay, Ethan. You you got any moment of the week? You got any off the the other retrievers? I don't know if it's golden. They are. Uh, I have a co moment of the week. It's the retirement of both Dirk and Dwayne Wade. Yeah, both of them had an incredible night. That was a fun night in the NBA when oh, what what happened? It was D Wade triple doubled. Yeah, Dirk. Dirk had, had like game. twenty and ten, I think. Mm-hmm. He double doubled. So. And then something else happened too. I don't remember. Uh, Jamal Crawford dropped fifty. Yeah, he dropped fifty. Grayson Allen dropped forty. Yeah, the forty the forty point games, those aren't even Detroit clinched that last playoff spot in the East. Yeah, which I mean, to be fair, I don't think any everyone's losing. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's losing to the Bucks first round. <laughs> everyone's lo- I mean, everyone's losing. That's those lower seeds. Brooklyn might be able to do something. But Brooklyn wasn't even in the conversation for eight anymore. Yeah. The seven and eight, they're both gonna lose, but that's usually with everyone. And I mean, unless you're the Nuggets and you have to play the Spurs, which you, we know the Spurs are a better team than the seven, at least coach coaching wise. Absolutely, coaching strategy. I mean, and they got talent too. Isn't Deontay Murray injured? I believe he's still hurt. Yeah, because he. I don't. Be what better was with his, him. What was his? What was his injury? I don't even remember what his. It was like a torn. It was either a torn, torn something. Yeah, or like he. Like really, I'm pretty sure he was done for the year, definitely. Or maybe like an Achilles. It was something bad, whatever it was. It was a year-long injury, definitely. But yeah, they're playing without. He was wasn't he their point guard at the beginning of the year? <laughs> he was. I I don't recall or at least what exactly for their he point was. guard. He was pretty solid. He was a good defender. That was his thing, and he was like 20. I mean, he's not. And he'll be back next year, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's an incredible he's an incredible talent, and I mean they they're missing him a lot, so. Um. We're going to go to break real quick, come back, do some upsets and some more moments of the week. Sixteen semesters and eight years ago, our forefathers brought upon KCOU a new sports talk show, Salute Your Sports. Join me, Chris Mitchell, along with James Stanley and Matthew Terry every Wednesday afternoon from 4 to 5 on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia and online at KCOU.FM. You can check us out on Twitter as well at KCOU Salute. Salute Your Sports is the only Mizzou-centered sports talk show on the KCOU airwaves. Don't miss out on the action. Looking for a fun night out in Columbia? Check out a concert at Cafe Berlin. Looking for that great brunch after a fun night? Cafe Berlin has you covered for that too. Check out their stacked concert schedule and brunch menu at CafeBerlinComo.com or check them out at 220 North 10th Street. Also, follow them on Twitter and Facebook at Cafe Berlin and on Instagram at Cafe Berlin Como. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Thank you, Jeff Bridges from 2015. <laughs> Good meme, Ethan. Thank you. And to to just uh, confirm, 
DeJounte Murray did, in fact, tear his ACL last season. 22 years old, though. Still has a bright future ahead of him for the San Antonio Spurs. But, Ethan, please. Oh, wait, no, I'll get my moment a week. Yeah, I, I already did mine. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, me getting my pick right from November 6th, my preseason pick right for Virginia, just an incredible story for them to be able to come back with more or less the same exact squad despite uh, Kihei Clark. Just an incredible moment for them. Excited for, I mean, there will more than likely be a, there will more than likely be a 30 for 30 and like ESPN films will do something on it, which will be, which will be a good story to tell. It'll be, it'll be a pretty solid one, I believe. It's an exciting story. Congrats to them. Incredible, uh, incredible year. Also, just before we uh, go and get into our upset picks for the week, um, let's just talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, UFC card last night. Oh, okay. What a great card. Yeah, Israel Adesanya, the second Nigerian-born uh, UFC champion, alongside Kamaru Usman, who beat Tyron Woodley uh, last month. Incredible moment for him. Both fights were really good. Max Holloway moving from featherweight up to uh, up 10 pounds to fight in the lightweight division against uh, rising star and title contender Dustin Poirier. In Not the interim. title contender no more. He's got a belt. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I don't consider the interim like that's fair title. Like it's just. But I mean, he'll hold until what July when he has to face Khabib. Well, sometimes I mean it depends because sometimes they let you get that interim title, and then if the stars don't align for you to get the title shot, they don't always give it to you. Like Tony Ferguson didn't get the title shot. Well, I hope he gets a f- chance to fight Khabib. Although I feel like Khabib would definitely smoke him. I do, I do as well. Nevertheless, exciting moment. Exciting moments for both those guys. It was a fun card to watch. Just as a fan, a fan in quotation marks, because, you know, I watch maybe one UFC card a month or something like that, either. So just when when Nick makes me watch it. a casual fan. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Also, there's the ice. Gabriel Jesus finishes Crystal Palace. 90 minutes played, 3-1 Man City. Congratulations, Ethan. Thank you, sir. They'll move top of the table. What an incredible night. Khalil Roundtree handling Eric Anders Holy as well. Holy cow. Eric Anders playing linebacker at the University of Alabama. Anders' left leg was twice the size of his right leg from the from the kicks. That, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was his right one that was swollen. It was his lead leg. He's a southpaw. Okay. It's okay. Still. <laughs> one of his legs was twice the circumference of the other one due to the leg kicks that were being landed. Exceptional card. Max Holloway, Justin Poirier, the second most significant strikes in a fight. Last time, or the number one is Max Holloway again, fighting Brian Ortega in his last fight. Two incredible fights for Max Holloway. Personally, I believe Max Holloway probably could have won the fight. Regardless, the decision went four four rounds to one in favor of Dustin Poirier across all three judges' scorecards. I got to cut you off. Okay, give me your give me your uh, give me your upset. Upset of the week. Who'd you say Man City was playing again? Tottenham. Tottenham. Is taking the Champions League, not the whole thing, but who is Man City playing and then picking? <laughs> I forgot oh, who it was. Gracious. I forgot who it was. I, I mean, there's it's not really just much disrespectful. There's just not. Oh, much. Get off my show. Okay, you know what? Are they favored? Man City. Man City, yes, is favored. Okay, and then they're I'll take they're at Tottenham. home. It's fine. That's that's I'll a fine take. Um, but no, definitely get off my show. Um, also, uh, I'm taking I'm taking IX over Ronaldo FC and Juventus. I don't know why not. Boo. Give it to him. All right, boo me off my own show. That's fine. Our That's true. Our show. show. All right. Well, we will be back the same time Sunday. We will post any updates on Twitter if 
if we get to be on a any sports other Saturday show. offer. Yeah, we did get a Sports Saturday offer, but the baseball game got moved up, so we were not able to take that spot. Nevertheless, see you next time Sunday morning. Check the Twitter if anything changes at Weekly Walk KCOU, and we will see you next week. Hey, Jill. You know the old sugar daddy.